Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I really want you as much as you can to focus and, and I, I want to pull out some discipleship was a great starting point this morning. And um, I want to pull out some principles that I think that will help us to understand the blessing of the couples understand what God is doing as far as our commitment towards him. Now, I, I, I'm going to start here because I heard y'all say something like this. And, and one of the things that we have to realize is, how do you see the world prospering and sometimes you wonder how that happened when I got God in me? I think sometimes we make excuses on top of it because we really don't understand why that happens. And so we'll say things like, we, it, we'll say things to make it sound good and make it feel good, but we don't understand what, how it works when it comes to the gifts and callings, how it works when it comes to the realms of the spirit, how it works when it comes to the anointing. And so if we can really listen in, I want to help you understand some of these things because God is wanting us to enter in to him for a specific reason. You can prosper without God. But you can prosper greater with God. Can, can you hear what I'm saying? You can prosper greater with God. So now I want you to understand, as Christians, we've learned to desensitize our will to want. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. As Christians, we've learned to desensitize in church our will to what? Want. So we make wanting sound bad. Can y'all hear me? And you don't have to make wanting sound bad. You just have to understand how to position it and project it the right way. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I really want you to focus this morning. Because we don't have to excuse ourselves of wanting. We just have to understand what God is trying to do with the want. Are y'all catching me? And so until the church starts to realize that until you start wanting, the, the world is going to continue to take. The problem is not your wanting. The problem is the position from your wanting. Okay? And so I want to help you uh, 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 for just a little bit this morning. I want you to go to Hebrews 11 real quick. Hebrews 11, we're going to read verse 1 through 4 and then turn to 6. Now, I don't like to waste words, so I want you to really focus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's interesting that sometimes God will bring the answer to what we're praying to, but because we not, we, we don't really understand how God brings it, we, we, we're not really conscious or cognizant when the answer is there. And so I really want you to focus because God want, wants to release some things and help us to understand some things. Hallelujah. What scripture did I say? Hallelujah. Hebrews 11, 1 through 4. Now faith is the what? The substance of things that are hoped for, and it's the evidence of things that are what? Not seen. For by, the by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things that which are seen were not made by the things that are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, uh, righteous God testified for his gift, and through it being dead still speaks. Go to verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to what? It's impossible to what? Please him. For he who comes to God must believe that what? He is. And that he is a rewarder. He's a what? He's a what? You hear what you say? And he's a what? Because the church don't want reward. Everything we do is outreach. <laughs> Must believe that he 
is and he's the what? Are you catching me? A rewarder of those who what? Which means there's a, a, a disclaimer to that. Are y'all catching this? So number one, for us to understand the reward, and, and, and I titled this, The Great Reward. I want to help you understand that you're gifted for greater. Somebody say, I'm gifted for greater. Gifted for greater. Say that, I want you to believe it when you say it. Somebody say, I'm gifted, I'm gifted for, greater. for greater. And I'm going to help you understand what's blocking your greater. Because some of us might be living a great potential. Watch this. We might be living what we call great because the people behind us didn't have what we have. But how many of you know your great might be, it might not even be the beginning of God's great. So if you regulate or have a revelation of your own greatness, you might not even have started in God's greatness. Because what you perceive as great is only as much as more than the ones before me did. They lived in an apartment. I live in a house. I'm doing great. I, I mean, that, that, that might be great, but how many of you know that there's a, a, a greatness of God that's way bigger and beyond what you think, what you can imagine? Can you hear me? So I want you to realize that number one, before you can understand the, the, the revelation of greatness, you got to understand what he just said. Those who come must believe that I am, I am, he is. So if you don't get the he is, somebody say he is. And you can turn me down just a little bit. You've got to have a revelation of he is. Somebody said the revelation, the revelation of he is. He is. Now listen, if you miss this, we can't even get to the reward. The problem with the church is we think God will be. I want you to hear, we think God will be. So when you pray, you always waiting. Uh, I'm going to close that. See, we pray as if we're going to wait for God to do something. But the Bible says you must believe that he is. So if you don't understand faith, you don't understand the is. So every prayer is always waiting for God to do something. But you never came into the is. And it's interesting, Moses said, when they ask you who I am, he said, tell them that I am. But we say, no, he will be. Come on, Amen. So that's why the church is not interested, watch this, in the reward when it comes to church things. That's why we split our lives. Why? Because in the world, I can see the is. I just work these hours, and I get the is. But when it comes to, when it comes to God, because I don't see that, God is good. Uh-huh. I prayed. I prayed. I did. I did my duty. But I don't have a revelation of what it is. It. So I'm going to always be waiting on God rather than rather than coming into the is. Tell somebody I'm going to come into the is. <laughs> For he who comes to God must believe that he is. I can stay right there the whole rest of this time. He is. He is the healer. He's not going to be. You know what blocks in your mind is? You think he's going to be. So watch this. So the devil works on the going to be, and that's why you never come to be. So because we don't have a revelation of the is of God, we're always trying to get in there. Rather than learning that he is. You know, I was listening to one doctor, they said the placebo effect. Y'all remember the placebo effect? It's interesting, you'll take a medicine and know it is. But you won't take the God, you won't take the God and believe it is. You think it will be. So the devil loves to work on your will be. Because you don't have a revelation of is. So before we can start with the reward, we have to start with the is. Which means if I don't come into the is of God, 
Are y'all catching me? If I don't come into the ears of God, I haven't really came into the faith of God. See, we call faith everything, and I'm telling you something, everything is not faith. We have a, the word faith loosely. Everybody said they got faith, but it don't work. But the Bible says faith is the substance, which means if the substance was there, it will work. So if you have the substance by default, the substance will come in. Are y'all catching? I'm going to back up a little bit. It, it will come in. So I want you to understand, before we can understand the reward, you've got to know that those who come to him must believe that he is. So if you're not praying to God for the now, now faith is. That's it. That's it. When, when is faith? Now. When is faith? Now. No, no, no. Because you pray for later. When is faith? Now. So if faith is not now, it's not faith. Somebody needs to write that down. If faith is not now, it's not faith. So we've handled faith loosely and it's not really faith. You were going, you were going to faith, but you didn't enter in. So we have dead prayers, and we have it. Listen, it's, it's okay if it's dead, but if you don't get worked up to know, you never came in. Because until faith is now, you don't know who he is. You don't know who he is. Those who come must believe that he is. So i got to have a revelation of who he is before I can talk about reward. I really want you to come into the blessing. Now, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. The first thing we just established is you've got to have a revelation that Christ is, which means if you have other options in your head, you never enter in faith first. You, you can't say he is, and then you say, well, maybe. So if there are maybes, you still don't understand, have a revelation of it is. I don't, you, you know what's so interesting? We have been so desensitized to believing other things. And that's how psychology has crept into the church. That's how other belief systems have set, crept, crept into the church. Because we've replaced faith for where we don't see what he really is. Are y'all hearing me this morning? We've replaced faith. Because we don't understand the is. So we replace it with psychology and all these principles that govern things to help us to understand, but we never come into him. Yes. I can't even get to the reward. I gotta help you understand that. So until you realize why you have replaced your faith, you can't really understand how to which reward, because I say which. Because you got to understand there's the reward that you give, and that's the reward that he gives. So let me read this again, because some of y'all know just But without faith, it's impossible to what? Please, for he who comes to God, number one, must believe that he is. And, and there's the end. And that he is a rewarder of those who what? So number one, he wants you to know he is. And then. Watch this. I'm a rewarder. And then I'm a what? I'm a rewarder. So number one, stop saying that you act like you don't want the reward. Because you want to just sound like a good Christian. See, see, some of you are blocking your blessing because you keep, you keep trying to play yourself cheap to show God that you are humble. But that's not a, watch this. When you come into the ears, that's not a humble statement. Because when you, up, oh Jesus, when you understand God, it's not humble to not act. Because for, for me to bless the city, for me to bless the poor, I've got to have something to do with it. But see, when you don't have a revelation of the years, you always try to show your poorness to be humble. But it's not a mature statement. Are y'all catching me? You know why we think like that? Because we haven't come into the years. So you allow yourself to rampage as if you can't have nothing. And if you don't want nothing. Listen, I'm not big on them people splitting that with the blessing is and the blessing gospel. 
You can't split it. The gospel is prosper. It, it's all one. There is no separation. Are y'all catching it? So, but you've got to come into who he is. Is God prosperous? Oh, so you have him, but you don't. See, but you know what the problem is? When I talk like that, you know what you think about? Natural. That's the problem. That's the problem. Because you don't realize until you get a revelation of the ears, you're right. Your natural is wrong. So you gotta understand that he is a rewarder. Somebody say he's a what? A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now the problem is, he starts by saying, listen. I, it, it, there has to be a diligently seeker. Now, why people don't di di diligently seek God? Because you don't seek where you don't sense that there will be a reward. You don't seek where you don't sense there will be what? A reward. You know, watch this. You know why you, you go to work and you don't have to pray? Because your job is more of a reward than God. God, God. You, you know why you don't mind not, not uh, acknowledging God before you start your day? Because your reward is more of the world than God. So when your reward is still functioning from the commonality of carnality, you're not considering what the need of God is to get where you need to go. So because you don't understand the is of God, watch this, you miss the reward. Of God, so you got to create your own. Oh, hallelujah. Are y'all catching this? Now, watch this because the Bible tells you in Proverbs 3 5, trust in the Lord with how much of your heart? How much? All of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. How many ways? How many? In all your ways, we're going to do what? Acknowledge him and he will when so when there's an acknowledgement, he will direct. So if I'm missing direction, that means I haven't acknowledged. So we start with him. Now keep this in your mind because we start with faith. We just have we start with faith. You've got to have a revelation that he is. Okay. And he's a reward of those who diligently Seek him. Now he comes and says, acknowledge me in all your ways. So you don't diligently seek where you don't think there's reward. You don't acknowledge where you don't think there's a what? So you you rather go to the secular class than the... If I said, let's do a prayer meeting, and I'm going to teach you principles of prosperity, you, you, you walk in like, oh, I'm coming... I got to get my coffee first. I got to get, why? Because you don't know that in him, those, you don't realize that in that is where the blessing is. But if your boss told you to come to work at a certain time, you will leave without your left shoe and get it later to make sure you make it to work. You know why? Because you believe that's your reward. So I want to help you understand how to get a revelation of the reward in your life. How many of y'all want to come into the reward? Come on, how many really truly want to come into the reward? How many of you tired of living the same way? How many of you ready to come into what God promised you? Come on, you got to be hungry to come into what God promised you. Are y'all catching me? Mm, now, Proverbs 3, 5 starts with this. Trust in the Lord with how much of your heart? And lean not into your own understanding. Now, how many of you know you don't acknowledge what you don't trust?
You don't acknowledge where you don't want trust. So you acknowledge what you trust in. So if God says, oh, I want you to get up at six and start praying, you say, God, I'm going to catch you at eight. You know why? Because I can't acknowledge you because I know what's this. I don't know that you is. Those who come to me must believe that I am, that he is. But you'll think I'm later. Because the church has taught you that when you pray, you're waiting on God. It's a lie. And until you come into the substance of he is, you don't know God. That's why you know the world more than he is in God. See, see you know what we've done a, a bad job at helping people realize? We think we come to church for religion rather than coming for the now. If I told you your financial issue will be dealt with when you come in the now. See, but we don't have an expectation for it because we don't know he is. But I've told you that you're going to get a greater job. If you come to this meeting, you'll be here. Because you don't have a revelation of he is. Those who come to God must believe that he what? Is. So the blockage of us knowing that he is, is actually what the devil works with. Are y'all catching it? So he said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How much of your heart? And lean not unto your own understanding. Now I want you to go to Hebrews 11.1 1, really quickly. Go to your iPad, your iPhone, your iLip, your i, whatever eye you got. Yeah, 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 I watch. Okay. They probably gonna make some eye shoes or something. Right? <laughs> they probably gonna start putting them in glasses. You just press a button on the glasses. I click in. Hallelujah. Now we're talking about the great reward. How many of you want to come into your reward? Yeah. Listen, you better catch this. Yes. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Hebrews 11.1, 1. by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness and that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and uh, though it, excuse me, and through it, he, be, he be, uh, being dead still speaks. Go to verse 6 really quick. But without, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 oh. I put too many notes in here. <laughs> Tell you what, we're going to stop right there. We're going to stop right there. Now, I want you to get this. Somebody finished reading that. Uh, not, uh, Hebrews 11, 1, and then verse 4. Somebody continue to read five and six for me. By faith Enoch was taken away, so uh -huh. he did not see death. Mm -hmm. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony mm -hmm. that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Yeah. For he for he who comes to God must believe. That he is, and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Okay, so what I want you to understand something is, by faith, Abel offered to God more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the witness that was righteous. God testified of his gift, and through it being dead, still speaks. Somebody said the gift still speaks. What I want you to understand is, the gift of God will always speak eternally. But the temporary gift will always be just temporal. So watch this. When you don't acknowledge God, you only have temporary stuff that there is nothing that will sustain you or your family or your finances. Because until you come into what Cain see, see, what do you say? Abel Abel offered to God a more excellent what? Sacrifice. You know why? Because he was in unity and alignment with what God was. 
But Cain wanted to give what he wanted to give. Now, the problem we're having here is in our Christian life, we like to give what we want to give. How many of y'all just say, I, you know, I ain't going to lie, I just give what I want to give, hallelujah. Don't put your hands on the Lord. Thank you for being honest. See, I like honest people. I thought BCC was honest, boy. It's, like, it's too many folks around. I don't know. you later about that. Yeah, but because we, we give God what we, we like to give. You know why we do that? Because we still think it's us that's getting what we get. Not knowing that whatever you're giving, God is actually proving what you got from him. Come on. All right. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. Glory be to God. All right. Let's stay here because I, I got to get you to in the revelation of the year. Now, without faith is what? Impossible. It's impossible, which means you can't please God outside of what? Now, what is faith? Is what? Is substance. Now, since there are new people here, I'm about to teach this for a second. The Bible says, now, faith is the substance, which means, watch this, you do nothing outside of the substance that you have. You know why people pray and it don't work? Because they didn't come into faith with the substance. Trust in the Lord with so if you don't give him all, you actually wasn't looking for the substance. You was waiting for him. Come on. Um, faith is the substance, which means when you have faith, God will download something in you to deliver. But if you don't push out of you to start him, you haven't come into substance. How many, see, the problem is we, we haven't understood prayer in the church. We pray with our own will. And it's nothing wrong. Nobody starts prayer, watch this, praying how they want to pray. Sometimes you pray and you, you drive. You're like, my mind is all over the place. How many of y'all mind get away from me sometimes? Come on, be honest. Don't act like you ain't crazy. You crazy. We all crazy. No, I mean, you're just a good Christian. You're as crazy as I am. We learned Sunday that it's your weakness that makes you shred. Why are you acting like you strong? See, the problem is, is we've taught people to act like they're strong. Rather than coming to God and saying, you know what? Until I am not strong, he can't be strong for me. Which means the limit of your life is the strength that you still hold for you. So he can't be the is of your life if you still is. I, I'm trying to get the revelation to the reward. I, I'm, I'm going to get that. Somebody say, I'm, I'm going to get this reward. I'm going to get this reward. So what I want you to understand is, he's saying that Abel offered to God, watch this, a more excellent sacrifice, which obtained the righteousness. God testified of his gift. God testified of his what? Gifts. Now, I want you to understand something. When you come into the ears of God, those who come to God must believe that he is. Watch this. You act, the gift that you're using to come into the things that God has told you, God looks at something as eternal. Somebody say the gifts. Yes. Which means God will honor the gifts that he put inside of you. That's why it still speaks. Which means even when you die, if you're in the eternal acceleration of the gifts that God gave you, they won't die. That's why people who died, if they've operated from what God has given them, it's eternally functional. But if it wasn't from God, it died. That's why you got to be careful. If you're just working to get money, it's going to die with you. If you never come into what eternity is, you'll never come into something that's going to sustain your generation and your children along the way. Are y'all catching that? So that's why you got to understand what is the reward of God in you. Now, how many of you feel like you're not coming into what you know you're supposed to come into? Now, I'm going to help you understand what God is trying to get you to understand. Because, listen to me. I, I want to talk a little bit about gift negligence. Somebody say gift negligence. Gift negligence. You know what gift ne negligence is? Gift negligence is when you're using your gift outside of the will of God. Amen. 
See, you know what's wrong with the church? We wonder why people out there is rich and I am still poor and I got God. It's because we don't understand the gifts and callings are without repentance. Which means they can still use the gift. They might even take yours. Because you don't understand it wasn't about the blessing. Listen, you can be blessed because you know how to use your gift. It's not that you don't know how to use your gift. It's what is the position that you hold in using it. Are y'all catching me? All right, let me hear you this out. So I, what I want you to understand is you've got to come into the now and who he is so you can use and come into the purposes of God and the reward that he called you to. Are y'all catching me? Now let me, let me boil this down here. Go to Matthew 6, 5 real quick. How many of you know that God loves you? How many of you know that you got to come into the love of God? The Bible tells us to stay in the love of God. Stay in the what? Love of God. Why? Because until you learn to come into unity with God, you're only doing things by obligation. Are y'all hearing me? I'm coming out of compliance and I'm coming to agreement with God. Say that with me. I'm coming out of compliance and I'm coming into agreement. Abel was in agreement, Cain was in a compliance. Are you in compliance or are you in agreement? See, compliant Christians, watch this, they go to church but nothing gets done. So gift negligence is attached to them. But when you come into, watch this, agreement, watch this, the rewarder, the reward stays and continues. Tell somebody I'm coming out of compliance and I'm coming into agreement. Why do I need to come into agreement? How many of you know, how many of y'all married here? Amen. How many of you know when you're not in agreement, you have problems? <laughs> Amen. How many of you know when you're in compliance? You know, you know, you know. One of the biggest things that when I, with couples is, I, I teach them that we, we got a big problem because couple, a lot of marriages are in compliance, not agreement. Come on, come on. Which means we smile at each other, but we really don't like each other. Come on, come on. Can you take out the trash? Yeah. Can you wash the dishes? See, we're in compliance. I love you, sweetie. You know, you really didn't want to. You just, you just had to say it so she don't get argue with you. You're in compliance, but you're not in agreement. You know how you, watch this, you know when you're in agreement, watch this, when you come into intimacy. Okay. Oh, come on. So you know, watch this, you know that intimacy was lost when I've come into compliance. When I've come into compliance. Are y'all catching this? Yes. So when a couple stays in compliance too long, watch this, it starts to divide them. It starts to be division, and that's where divorce comes from. Wow. And now, now watch this. What did I say? How did you know you came out of compliance? Intimacy was lost. And when intimacy is lost, we can't be in agreement. But how vulnerable are you, watch this, without fear of your relationship when you're in intimacy? Okay. Now it's interesting because Jesus said, perfect love cast out. Which means when you stay in intimacy, you don't, with God, you're not in compliance. See, some of us are a liability to God. We're not an asset. Oh, I wish I could teach this right here. I wish I could teach this right here. See, you're a liability. Why? Because you're still in compliance. You still don't know how to hold your tongue and you go to work. And you actually, watch this. God don't like you putting his name out with you. So you're actually a liability. You're not an asset. Are y'all catching me? 
See, because when you're out of intimacy, watch this, you come out of the will and the intent of what he was trying to get from in you to get out of you. Somebody said, get in me to get out of me. Which means God comes in first to get out. He's a rewarder. Remember that. He's a what? He's a rewarder. So stop acting like you don't want a reward. Because you want to be a good Christian. That's a lie. Everybody in here want a reward. Amen. Amen. Everybody in here wants a reward. You think humility is telling God I don't want anything. That's a lie. That's actually an embryonic understanding of who he is. All right, let me get your reward. We already went through this. Hallelujah. Y'all ready for y'all burgers? I'm going to get you there. I know what you came for. Hallelujah. Watch this, Matthew 6, 5. Tell somebody I want to help my prayer life. You see, I'm teaching you how to be a rewarder. I'm teaching you how to attain some stuff. Amen. Watch this. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the street. Compliant. Somebody say compliant. Yeah, they, they love to show that they're compliant. You ever had that Christian praying loud, want, just wanting you to hear them? God, you're so good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you got to learn how to get in secret. All right, let's continue here. Because see, some of the loudest people never go secret. See, it's fine if you're loud, but you, you know what the secret is. But when you're always loud and you don't know how to get secret, that says something that you're in compliance. All right. Now watch this. Standing in the synagogues on the corner of the street. And that they may be seen by who? Seen by men, which means they want to be seen. Assuredly, I say to you, that have their they have their reward. They have what? Which means, watch this. If you're still living by men, you got your reward. How many of y'all satisfied with your reward right now? Because you like to be seen by men. So if you like to be seen by men, watch this. You have your reward. Because you're going to do it in your own strength. Now, I'm going to say this because I said this already. But we see, we love to say we're in the reward because it's better than where those who was before me. They stayed in the trailer. I live in the house, so I'm doing good. Come on. But how many of you know you might not be doing as good as God wants you to do? Amen. But until you come to the end of you, you haven't start with him. Come on. All right. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch what he said about prayer. But you, when you pray, somebody say, when I pray, when I pray, go into the room, and when you have shut your door, watch this, pray to your father who is in the, who's what? Who's in the secret place, and your father who sees you in secret will do what? He will what? So you're only as rewarded as you've learned to be secret with him. Somebody need to write that down. You wonder where your reward is. You have lost intimacy in the secret place. You don't go in the room with your spouse, with everybody else, but you but you want everybody to come in your prayer room so you can show them that you're holy. Wow. Come on. Why? Because you got to show your compliance and hide behind your discomfort. Are y'all catching me? So I want you to understand something. He's still talking about the reward. Number one, he says, those who come to God must believe that he is a rewarder. He is. And then he said, and he's a rewarder of those who did not seek him. Now he said, and when you pray, pray in the secret thing. And if you do that, watch this. What I'm going to do with you is reward you openly. Amen. That's why be careful judging people who are progressing because they don't look like you or going faster than you. And be careful of people judging you because you might have been secret more than them. So you allow them to judge you for what you have and not knowing that in God is not the same. God doesn't live by these worldly principles. 
See, you think because the degree, somebody got the degree that they should be better than you. I believe because I got God, I'm always going to beat you. Because I got the mind of God, I'm going to sit here with the doctors, with the lawyers, and I'm going to outweigh them in the mind. Why? Because I got the mind of God. Come on, somebody say I got the mind of God. You got to learn how to be bold about what you have. All right, we got visitors here. I gotta calm down. <laughs> Let me be punctual. I'm so sorry. Are y'all catching it? Now, the problem is, we got to learn because we're talking about the reward. You've got to learn where your trust lies, and before you can even get to the reward, you got to know that He is. You're not waiting on anything from God. Somebody say, I'm not waiting. The reality of it is the blessing has already been established. You're waiting on you to, uh, to comply with the principles that govern sight. The principles that govern what? By faith, the worlds were framed. By what? Also, you don't know what's framed without the outside of faith. And what is faith? But what else is faith? Faith is the now. Now faith is. Somebody say now faith is. So if you don't know faith is now, it will never be. So are you praying for the now or are you praying for later? You know, I'm going to have to do the school of the supernatural. Because until we understand the now of God, watch this. We pray in doubt for later. And the adversary loves you to do that. Why? Because he knows that's the arena that he works in. He likes it later. You know why you have labor in there? Because it's still dependent upon you. It's dependent upon your strength. It's dependent upon your job. It's dependent upon what you're going to do. It's dependent upon what you're going to do. You get what I'm saying? But when you have the confidence of the now of who he is, watch this, you know that it doesn't matter who I am. It's him in me, the hope of glory. Are y'all catching me? Yeah. All right. Amen. 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 Are y'all catching this? First John 2.27, real quick. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Where the anointing abides? Where the anointing abides? In you. This is First uh, John 2, 27 through 29. But as the anointing teaches you concerning how many things? Where's my students? Concerning how many things? All things. So the anointing teaches, right? Okay. But as some anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie, and just... as the torrenting will teach you and you are seeing so much so that you don't want to come out of it. Somebody said the anointing teaches you. So I want you to get this. The reason why you don't know how to do and use the gifts that God gave you, watch this, because you're not being taught. You're not, let me tell you something. Just because I'm talking to you right now, it might be good. Watch this. But if it does nothing to you, you're not ready. So what happens is God has to prepare your ear to hear. How God prepares your ear is a different story. Because God loves to bend people, but he won't break you. So sometimes the answer is there, but I'm not done yet. See, we, we got not done yet, folks, in here. Come on, let's do it. I'm, I'm trying to get done because until I come to my end, I'm not ready to for my beginning. See, but, but, but God has to bend you because when he bends you, you get tired enough to break out. How many of you know you only change when you're tired enough? You, you can talk about it. You can curse about it. You better not be cursing. Right, we're going to get on the altar about that. You can fuss about it. But how many of you know until it hurt enough, you're not going to stop? Come on. Yeah. You know why? 
You haven't found the goodness of God in that better than what you the goodness of what you know. Amen. I haven't even started the, the reward thing yet, but we'll get that the next Sunday. I want you to understand something. God is a rewarder of those who diligently work. So if you want a successful relationship, you gotta keep intimacy, correct? If you want a successful reward, you gotta keep intimacy with God. Are you catching me? Now, I have to understand that the anointing, when I come into that intimacy, watch this, the Spirit of God will start teaching me the things that I need to know. The Bible says, watch this, the anointing will teach you, and you need no man to teach you. And you need what? What is he talking about? Because if that's the case, you don't need a preacher. But that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, you have God in you when you confess to God. Watch this. So you have all you need. Y'all ready for this? Somebody say, I have all I need. Come on, lift your hands and say, I have all I need. Now, if you have all you need, why are you in need? <laughs> are y'all okay with this? All right, they're sleeping on me. I'm going to close here. If you have all you need, can I be honest? Is somebody ready to be honest in here? If you have all you need, why are you in need? You're in need because the, the anointing, have not, you have not allowed it to teach you. So just because you have it don't mean you know how to use it. Just because my son, watch it, or my daughter, watch it, I have a knife that works well. They in my house, so it's their knife too. But just because they're in the house and it's theirs don't mean they know how to use it. So you got all of God, but you've got to know how to use it. So it's the anointing that teaches you, watch this, how to flow with God. But if you're out of intimacy, watch this. Your compliance is still in your reward rather than his. And when you do that, watch this. You run your risk of being always anxious, always tired. Watch it. It's never enough. And you're going to be jealous of the believer. You know why? I'm talking about the one that know he is. You know why? Because they're going to always access more than you. And you're going to wonder why you can't get it. And you've been doing more than them. Because the more you're doing in them, it's according to the world standards, not his standards. Because when you come in the I am, watch this. When you pray, you start asking. You ask. You have not because you. So it wasn't even about praying. You have that because you what? You know what the problem is? You act from carnality rather than in the spirit. How many of you know when you walk in the spirit? Watch this. You don't even, you should start thinking some stuff and it starts showing up. When you walk in the spirit, you don't have to talk a lot. Some, sometimes I don't even, I, listen, I can just be thinking about something and I start seeing. Are y'all catching me? There are principles that govern where you're going. But if we don't know that he is, some of you are still waiting on the 10 steps to success to help you get past. And what you don't know is you're going to still be looking at the same 10 steps in the next two years. Wondering why you can't take the step forward. Let me ask you something. What happened to the last 10 steps you tried? They didn't work. Why? Because the reality of the of life, internal issues that, that come with you taking a step forward is bigger than what you think. Yeah. How many ever tried to step forward? You're like, oh, I just stepped forward. I got a vision. I got a... And then you try to just take one step. You're like, oh, wait, hold on. That's a little harder than I thought. Why? Because until you consider God, you watch this. You don't come to the right standing of what he's done and you stay in what you can do. Come on. When he paid the price for me. Somebody say he paid the price for me. Paid the price for me. 
until you understand that the price was paid. You don't come into the now of the finished work. Somebody say it's finished. If it's finished, why do you keep making it back, bring it back up? He paid it. And the reward is real. But God is trying to protect you from yourself. How many of y'all know sometimes I need protection from myself? I don't know about you, God, but I need protection from my own mind. I need protection from my own mind. Some of us need to take my mouth up just for the day. Let me, I'm going to take it up today. I'm going to. Can I give you one more thing? Hallelujah. Somebody said the anointing. I'm going to read John 15, uh, 2, 7. 2, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done. If you abide, somebody say abide. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will what? Ask. Watch this. Because if you abide in you, don't have to pray. The prayer was to get you to the to the asking. Come on. The prayer was getting you to the what? The prayer wasn't the asking, because you gotta pray in the in the spirit. So you haven't started praying until you got in the spirit. So you pray to get in the spirit, and then you ask. And now when you ask, whatever you ask, if my words abide in you, you ask. Are y'all catching it? You have the ability, watch this, to do what you were called to do on this earth. I declare that we're not going to have our gift, gift negligence. You're not going to neglect the gift that God has put inside of you. Some of you, you're still using that gift for the best of the world, and you don't know that the king of, listen, you should be a millionaire right now. Amen. You should be a thousandaire right now. But you're using the gift because you don't have the trust in God as much as you have in the world. All right, y'all don't want to hear this. I'm so sorry. All right, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> because you want to hear something holy about heaven. But you don't realize God is interested in, what's this, economy. He's interested in what? He's not interested in liabilities. He's interested in assets. For you have a treasure, watch this, asset. You have this treasure in, in you, in earthiness, which means the treasure of the asset is in you. But how do I get it out? What has God been telling you? Are you a liability to your job or your asset? Are you a liability to, to people around you or your asset? Some of you have so many gifts that you're not working because, watch this, the fear of this natural life. When God is saying, if you come into me and you come into intimacy, you will never be without. I didn't listen to me. I don't preach because I studied this at school. I'm so sorry. I, I preach this because it's real. Amen. Somebody said this thing is real. Thing is real. No, 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 no. You're not here to preach that. No, 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 no. Ah, I'm a street preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you gotta understand something. Until this becomes real to you, watch this. Faith is not now for you. It's later. So you got to keep going to, watch this, going to different churches to find out. Until you come to the realization that what I've been waiting on, watch this, watch this, I've been waiting on my doubts to fall down. I've been waiting on me to come to the end of what I can do. I've been waiting on the end of, my, of me. Because until I find the weakness in me, I can't find the strength in him. Tell somebody I'm weak. But he, but he is strong. Stop lying, acting like you're not weak. You are weak. But he is strong. And thanks be to God that the blood is already. So from today forward, you can walk in your gift. Why? Because the gifts and calling wasn't because. Wasn't because I think who I think I am. 
It's because he gave it to me because he loved me. He gave it to me because he loved me. Can we, I know we're in your church, but can we stand? I'm going to just pray for you really quickly. How many of you are tired of being stagnant? How many of you are tired of being stale? We are called to go from faith to faith. But listen to me. You can never go beyond what you're talking about. And so for you to go beyond where you are, you've got to, watch this. You know what I've learned about believers? We like to be encouraged and not change. Every message that we listen to is always encouraging. You know, but you know what? There are messages of change. How many of you know when you look for encouragement, you always want to get that encouragement again? It's like getting high. I won't need it next week again. This is just for the day. But it shows that we've gotten accustomed to something that is not bringing eternal life. And the word of God, he said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Which means if it's not bringing true life change, it's not from the Amen. It's not from the spirit. That's why Paul said, I didn't come to speak to you, watch this, in the wisdom of man. But the culture we live in love the wisdom of man. Why? Because it's intellectually helping your ears to understand where you are, but it's not helping you to go forward. But what did he say? I've come to show you the power of God. I declare today, if you come and restore your intimacy with God, you're coming to that power to help you overcome that hump. You're coming to the power that brings you to the reward that will sustain you and your family from generations on. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm going to actually you lift your hands and I'm going to pray over you. Today in here there is destiny. Today there is here destiny. And I really feel God is saying there are gifts that are supposed to be operating for my kingdom. But they've settled with a place and a position because of fear. They've been settled for a long time. They've been stopped up and stale. And I want to rebirth a desire for my heart. I don't want you in compliance. I want you into agreement. Father, I don't want to be a compliant Christian. I want to be an agreeing Christian. I want to agree with your heart and your will and your intent for my life. I want to know what the hope and the calling is for my life. I'm tired of just saying amen and going to church and nothing is changing. I'm tired of hearing the same stuff and nothing is changing. So, Father, I pray that life awaken your people today. That they will know that the life and the liberty is for the now, not later. That when we pray, we're not praying for later, we're praying for the now. When I say peace, I say peace now. I believe healing now. I believe deliverance now. I believe breakthrough now. So, Father, we pray now. And I pray grace upon your people in greater levels and greater depths. We thank you for your word and what you're doing in every individual in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. If you can say amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. Amen. How many of y'all ready to come into the now? Hey, come on. How many of y'all ready to come into the now? You're going to stop praying for later. Amen. Come on. When you get home, start to ask God, you know what? I'm coming into you. So I'm declaring the blessing now. Amen. Somebody say now. Now. Now faith is. When faith is not now, it's not faith. Some of you, when we leave, I need you to write that down. If faith is not now, it's not faith. It's you trying to get to faith. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give God one more hand clap. Amen. Y'all can be seated for a second. If you desire to give, we'll get an envelope for you. Um, thank you all for coming out today. It's our six-year anniversary. Come on, give God a hand clap. Six years of this Amen. Well, in a moment, we're just going to break, not in a moment, I'm going to break you all here in a second, and Pastor's going to jump on the grill. I think my grill man going to let me. Oh, you going to help me, huh? So we're going to jump on the grill and just have a good time.
So before, when you get up, I want you to hug two people around here and tell them it's your now time. It's your now time. Come on, break. We, it's your now time. Amen. Enjoy, and we love you. Let's fellowship.